Christmas is just days away, and for some, that means heading over the river and through the woods to stay with family. Today, I'm sharing tips on being a great house guest and a gracious host, because that's something to celebrate. Welcome to Something to Celebrate. I'm Amy Wiley, owner of Suburban Soiree. Join me as we celebrate, decorate, organize, host, and make life fun. Hi there. Merry, Merry Christmas to you. I hope you're having a good day wherever you are today. Maybe you're wrapping gifts or driving to see family or hiding out from your family. Maybe they're hiding out from you. Who knows? Wherever you are, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that way you will automatically get our new episodes. Also, when you take the time to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps others discover the show. So thank you. This Christmas, many people aren't traveling, but I know some families are still getting together. And whatever your plans this week, I thought it would be a good time to talk about being a nice house guest and also being a gracious host to overnight guests. So even if you're not having or being a guest this week, you can tuck this away for the future. And it's just something to think about. We don't get tons of overnight guests at our home. We actually don't have a dedicated guest room, but we're always happy when we do get them and we're happy to accommodate them. So let's start with the host side of things. I think the best thing you can do as a host is to set clear expectations and communicate clearly. This goes both ways, of course, but as far as meals, what they should bring, if they have babies, do they need to bring a pack and play? If they have kids, will they be sleeping on a couch or do they need to bring their own pillows? What kind of activities do you have in mind? What is the room setup going to be? It's always best to communicate clearly, and I think as a host, you should try to provide as much as possible and options are the best. So as far as the room, when it comes to pillows, blankets, um, kind of the temperature situation, I think it's great to offer a few pillow options and also some blankets and a fan. So whether they're warm or they're cold, they can make themselves comfortable. Plenty of towels. If you have extra toiletries on hand, it's really nice to at least stock your shower with the basics. Here in Colorado, we are always mindful to put a bottle of water by the bed. Um, It gets so dry here and you wake up in the middle of the night really thirsty, especially if you're not used to it. But I think bottled water in the room is great wherever you are. You might want to have the Wi-Fi password framed or displayed in a cute way. Phone chargers are also really handy. Just sort of think of everything they might need and put it there to try to make them comfortable. As far as food options, I always think it's great to offer just that, options. Um, You know, people have different tastes and different things they're used to, and especially if you're going to have kids, you don't want to put the kids in a situation where they hate everything and then the parents try to make them eat it. You know how it goes. So I like to either serve an entree with several sides so that even if you're not a big fan of the entree or if one of the sides isn't your thing, you have some different options. But I think the best way to go about this, if you're feeding guests, even if they're not overnight, is to do a build-your-own situation. So this is like a taco bar, fajitas, burgers, cob salads that you put together. Anything where you can sort of customize and suit your own tastes, that really makes it nice for your guests to be able to fix it the way that they prefer. One thing I consistently do with overnight guests that I've sort of learned over the years is to set up a serve-yourself breakfast. Often people are coming from different time zones, or maybe they just have different sleeping patterns than you. And it's nice to say, here, I've set out some muffins, 
or I love a cereal bar with some options, some sort of baked good or some sort of simple breakfast, show them where the coffee is, have it out on the counter and say, whenever you get up, please help yourself. Put out plates and forks and napkins and have the breakfast accessible. You can also do a bigger breakfast later in the morning if that's something you want to do with your guests, but it's nice to have something they can nibble on and get themselves a cup of coffee if they happen to wake up before you. And I love when people are comfortable in my home, when they know where the silverware drawer is and they just help themselves or they get a cup or they make, you know, make themselves right at home. I really enjoy that. And it makes me feel a closeness. So you want to foster that and give people that familiarity, let them know where things are so they can just help themselves. It's also nice to have your laundry room available. Keep in mind if people are traveling, especially in a family situation, I think, or a longer trip, they may want to use your washer and dryer. So you might want to tidy up your laundry room a little bit before they come. Be sure to show them where the supplies are and let them know it's available to use. Another thing to keep in mind, I just think it's great on both sides to be flexible. So offer activities or freedom. Maybe give two options. You can say we're going to go to the park or we could catch a movie. Do you want to stay here and hang out or do you want to go on a little hike nearby? Offer some options of things so that you um, aren't completely unstructured with nothing to do, but that you also have the freedom and flexibility to do what everyone's in the mood for. I think a great host to overnight guests is just someone who is flexible, who is welcoming and hospitable, who is giving and generous with lots of options and lots of accommodations. And no matter if you have a grand suite of a guest room or you're offering a spare couch, you can make someone feel right at home. Let's take a break and then we'll talk about how to be the kind of house guest who gets invited back again and again. The Christmas Movie Night Printable Kit is here. This instant download makes it easy for you to set the scene to watch all your favorite Christmas movies with some extra flair. Use it to dress up your dinner table, set up a hot chocolate bar, and add extra touches to treats. This kit can be printed as many times as you like and works with any holiday movie. Head to the link in the show notes to purchase, download, and start enjoying tonight. Now let's talk about how to be a great house guest, someone who is just really enjoyable to have and that is not a bother and that is just a delight. I think again, clear communication is the way to go. Of course, it's fine if sometimes you get those calls of like, hey, I'm in town. Hey, last minute, I'm going to be there tomorrow. Could I stay? That's fine. But if you are planning ahead, let your host know as early as possible and give them the basics, the who, what, when, where, why, and how of your visit. How many people are coming? How long do you plan to stay? Will you be working most of the time and just spending the night? Or are you coming for a social visit and want to spend time together? Are you visiting family, but you want to spend some time with your friends as well? Be very clear in who is coming, how long you're staying, and what you want to do when you're there. This helps your host plan ahead and know what to expect. And just like a host should be flexible, I think a guest should try to be open and try to be flexible themselves. Try not to come off as picky um, and just try to go with the flow. You know, be fun to have. Do what the host wants to do. Be game to try things out in their city. Be game to go with the way their household kind of flows and it'll just be enjoyable for everyone. 
I also think it's really great for a house guest to bring a gift. It doesn't have to be elaborate or expensive, but it's really nice if you bring a little hostess gift. And I think it's cute to leave it on your bed at the end of your stay. So it's something for your host to discover when they go in to sort of tidy up the room and they see you've left a little something. I suggest you bring something from your hometown if possible. So maybe you have a local coffee shop and you can bring a bag of coffee beans from there and say this is one of our favorite coffee spots or some chocolates from a local place in your town. Something that's unique to where you're visiting from that you can bless your host with. And speaking of leaving it on the bed, um, don't forget to clean up after yourself. And I think <laughs> I think those of you who listen and um, who are interested in this podcast know this, and that is not news to you. But you always want to consider that a host has no doubt spent lots of time cleaning for your arrival, maybe cleaning more than they usually do to get everything really nice. And so it's nice to leave it as clean as possible. I suggest you take all the sheets off the bed and all the towels and put them in the laundry room and then remake the bed without sheets on it. That way they have a nice tidy room until they can get to remaking the bed and then you've done the work of putting your dirty sheets and towels away. You know, just remember it's not a hotel. Put your dishes in the sink, help clean up. Even though you are a guest, it's nice to do your part because the host always does so much. And of course, one of the great tips for being a good guest is not to overstay your welcome. Don't stay too long unless it's agreed upon ahead of time, but be clear in your expectations of how long you will be there. And you know, don't wear them out. So in conclusion, I mean, it's not rocket science, but it's always nice to think about how you can be a pleasant guest, how you can be a gracious host, and the bottom line is to be fun, be game for trying new things, and go with the flow. Now let's take a break, and I'll be back with the three things I'm loving this week. Are you obsessed with holidays? Are you a planner? Do you make all the lists? I think half the fun of things like holidays, parties, movie night, and trips is the planning. Personally, I enjoy jotting down ideas and brainstorming ways to have fun as a family or to entertain friends and family in our home. If you're that way too, I've created the ultimate printable tool for you to store all those lists, ideas, and doodles in one spot. The Seasonal Celebration Planner. It's not a calendar, but rather a customizable, printable way to keep track of all your fun plans. So you print it out, printing as many copies as you need of different elements and put them in a three ring binder. Then you get out your colorful pens and creativity and fill it with all those memory making things you want to do. It's 57 pages, including colorful monthly cover pages to use as dividers, a sheet for each month customized to the seasons, pages for birthdays, parties, trips, a tablescape planner, porch planner, menu planner, plus pages for holidays, everything from Christmas to Cinco de Mayo to Father's Day, plus so much more. Once you download, it's yours to print as many times as you like, year after year. Head to the link in the show notes to purchase this instant download and start planning today with your seasonal celebration planner. This is going to be a very Christmas-themed edition of three things I'm loving this week. And the first one I will start with is the Great British Baking Show Holidays. So there is a special edition for the holidays on Netflix of the Great British Baking Show, and it is such a delight. These are standalone episodes. I will give you a language warning. One of the episodes had some pretty harsh language that we did not see coming. So you may not want to watch it with little, little kids. 
or kids at all, but it's just fun and Christmassy and soothing and something enjoyable to watch. So we have really enjoyed watching the Great British Baking Show Holidays. The next item, it's probably a little too late to get it for this Christmas. It is possible, but it might be something you want to tuck away for next year, and that is reusable fabric gift bags. I had some unique items that I wanted to find a way to wrap, and I didn't want to use a traditional gift bag because I did not want people to peek. And I found these fabric gift bags. It's a set of various sizes, and they tie together at the top with a drawstring, with a satin bow and they're just pretty and they're so reusable they're actual cotton fabric and I didn't expect to like them as much as I do but I have just been delighted by them and I thought I would mention it if you're looking for an alternative way to wrap a few of those you know hard to wrap items. The last thing I'm actually enjoying right now is I record this podcast and it is a winter tea. I actually bought a set of a Christmas tea and a winter tea that I will link up. I will link all of my favorites for you as always. And you know, I love warm drinks this time of year. It's been pretty cold around here and it's nice to sit around and sip something warm. I can't do coffee all day though because as much as I want to and I would like to drink coffee all day, I don't want to burst through a wall like the Kool-Aid man, you know, from too much caffeine. So I switch to tea in the evenings or sometimes in the morning if I've had enough cups of coffee, I'll go to the winter tea. It is so good and I highly recommend it. It's just cozy and seasonal and a treat. That's all for this week. I am going to take next week off for a holiday break from the podcast, but I will see you in January. Until then, have a very merry, merry Christmas and keep celebrating. Thank you so much for listening. I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast and I truly appreciate your five-star reviews.